Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're here, it's because you want to hear our uncensored, unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. Nick, thank you for joining us today. It's always, always nice to have you yeah, on. Yeah, thank you, Nick. I'm being held hostage, help. Hey, no, no, don't, don't listen to that shit. Uh, so anyway, um, we got a lot, not a whole lot to talk about, but you know, we're going to fill up the time as usual. So but right off the bat, we want to go ahead and thank the Podcast City Network for hosting us on their platform. We appreciate it. Those of you listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, we thank you, but we encourage you to watch on YouTube, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash movie nights, and please follow us on Facebook at movie nights, Instagram and Twitter at nights underscore movie. Now, are you guys ready to get into the box office? Uh, before we get into the box office, Nick, we have some updates if you just want to go ahead and give that about the channel. <laughs> I don't know All if you guys right, can That tell. wasn't scripted. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so Dalton, we do, we do have some updates regarding the YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Before we get into the box office, yes. so go ahead and just tell us what the updates are, what we can expect for the future of the YouTube channel, and right. what we've done in the past. Real quick, before any changes, part two of phase three of the MCU is still coming, and the Untouchables movie of the week is still coming at some point next week. We don't know exactly know when yet, but they are. Um, we tried to do videos every weekday, and uh, it's been really hard on us because we still have jobs outside of this, and with... Movie nights have been working combined maybe 80, 90 hours a week. It was getting really intense. So we've decided to go three videos a week on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, although we'll have a couple sprinkled in this week for the stuff that we promise is still coming. And um, on Tuesday is going to be the podcast. On Thursday is going to be the Franchise Spotlight, which has been doing very well. And on Saturday is going to be a random video that we decide whatever we want to do. And Movie of the Week is going to become Movie of the Month instead. Did I miss anything? Yeah, no, I mean, like like you said, Saturday is going to be like our creative day. So whatever mm-hmm. we feel like either posting or short films or skits or anything like that, it's going to be on Saturday. So you can expect that. Um, this isn't going to be permanent, though. So it's just kind of for the time being, yes. like, like you said, Dalton, that, you know, our schedule, we were working like 80 or 90 hours a week, which is getting kind of ridiculous. Um, but it's not permanent. So it's just for the time being. Yeah. And um, also... This podcast is going to be extra special because Ryan's had just a teeny whiz bit to drink, haven't you, buddy? Yeah, dude, I'm feeling great. Oh yeah, let's get um, into let's 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 get into this. The box office, you ready, dude? Let's do it. Are you ready? Born ready. That was a good pull. Good movies. Respect. Never seen them. Nor I. Don't worry. That's why the next franchise spotlight after Dumb and James Bond is going to be the Bourne series. Wait Can't a fucking wait for that drop in ten that. years. <laughs> Once we get through all three right? Bond movies. No shit, dude. We have to watch one soon. Did you do the one from last? I time? haven't. Okay, so we've been watching the Bond films together. So. And they haven't invited me. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, let's get into the fucking box office, Dalton. We watched them in the living room, and Dalton's room is right outside the living room. I'm usually not home. Well, you know, whose fault is that? You you guys could send me a text, hey, we're going to watch the James Bond movie on this day at this time. Are you about to fucking send me a text as to when the next James Bond movie? All right, let's get into the box office, shall we? They're still doing it. All right. (laughs) <laughs> got him <laughs> okay so um before i tell you the top five do you want to take a guess as to what they are yeah nick i i'm here every week why don't you go ahead and guess tell us what you think opened and what's in the top five go ahead coming in at number five we have the curse of la llorona 
coming in at number La Llorona. It's coming in at number word. four, we have the Three Stooges. Uh, number three <laughs> is definitely Sherlock Gnomes. Um, number two, I'm going to take a wild guess here. It might be an unpopular opinion. I'm going to say the all-female Ghostbusters movie. And coming in at number one is Con Air, starring Nicolas Cage. Son, what year are we in? Because I'm confused as to your fucking timeline. What you year told is me, it? You told me to guess. I, these are my guesses. Fair. All right, all right, all right. I, 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 I'll help you out. Do me, do me start at five or start at one? Five. Starting at number five. Five, three, one, two, four. No, we're going to go five to one. <laughs> number five. Was, this is going to be a fun episode. Number five was Little, which only dropped 45%, making in another $8.3 million. Okay. Started with an L. Number four was Captain Marvel, which went up 5% from last week. because I think it's because Endgame's coming out and everyone's trying to get that in before they go. Interesting. Made Three another, Stages is also a superhero movie. Made another $9 million, and it's actually... Um, Cross four hundred million domestic, and it might reach Wonder Woman's domestic number. What did Captain Marvel? Okay, um, coming in at number three was Breakthrough, making eleven million dollars in its opening weekend, and I highly doubt it was budgeted that high, so that's probably going to make its much its money back. Sherlock sure. Gnomes features breakable gnomes. <laughs> oh my god! Why am I on camera with you? Number two is going to be fair. Number two is going to be Shazam, which only dropped thirty two percent from last week. I didn't see any lightning above his head. I don't think he has it. Also features ghosts. And coming in at number one was The Curse of La Llorona at $26.3 million. I'm sure that made its money back, being a horror movie and all. Yeah, it's budget, it was budgeted at nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's going to make its money back easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Who uh, was that? What studio do you know? Warner Brothers. Okay. Interesting. House. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. But I know it's Warner Brothers They're for sure. They're all Blumhouse now. That's not true. Jason Blum were coming. Actually, I don't think it's Blumhouse because I think Warner Brothers does their own thing. I, I don't think it is Blumhouse. No? No. It's part of the Conjuring Wars, right? Yeah and no. What does that mean? Like, it wasn't advertised as such, but everyone who tweeted after the movie was like, it's part of it. Why didn't they advertise this? So, like, this? how 10 Cloverfield Lane wasn't a Cloverfield movie until the last 10 minutes? Probably something like that. I haven't seen it yet. Is that shade you're throwing, bro? It's a Cloverfield shade episode. Come at us. <laughs> All right, so what do we have? Are we moving on? Yeah, yeah. fucking. Our, this is this is our transition, man. Our, I'll be our transition guy. Our thoughts on the box office, dude. Done. Right. <laughs> Please put that on camera. <laughs> All right, we, we only really have one planned news story. Okay, fire away, man. Um, and it's actually kind of insane. Give us some backstory as to why it's insane. Okay, well, there is a filmmaker that exists whose name is Roman Polanski. Director of such films as Sherlock Gnomes? Nope. Oh, no! No, 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 no. Schindler's List? No. No. The Pianist. The Pianist. Roman Polanski. Chinatown? No. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, Roman... Doobie Brothers song? Chinatown? How, how much have you had to drink? Not a lick of alcohol, okay. <laughs> Anyway, Rowan Polanski likes to fuck kids, and he's not a very good person. Not at all. He um, had sex with a 13-year-old and fled the country because he knew that he was going to get prosecuted, and he hasn't come back to America since. This was about four decades ago. 
And uh, really, forty years ago, something like that. And he still made movies Jesus. just from those other countries. He even won Best Director for The Pianist in two thousand two. Jesus. Okay. And um, you know, finally, the Academy was like, "Wow, fuck this guy." And uh, you make good films, but you're a horrible person, and just kicked him out of the Academy. Well, according to Variety, Roman Polanski has sued the Academy for kicking him out, saying it was unjust and that he should have gotten a notice. Well, the Academy responded, (laughs) and they said the procedures taken to expel Mr. Polanski were fair and reasonable, and we stand behind the appropriate decision. I agree with the Academy. Uh, I I think even if... Why Roman Polanski even tried this is beyond me. I mean, if anything, I'm surprised they didn't try to trick him. Like, well, we'll come back to the States and we can talk about it. And then just just arrest him as soon as he lands. Yeah. But but yeah, well, what are you guys' thoughts on this whack-ass move by Polanski? And just... What? (laughs) What happened here exactly? Do you want to take the lead on this or do you want me to take the lead? I, I don't even know where to go with that, so that's all you. All right, so... First of all, well, that's your fucking notice that you're out of the academy. <laughs> it's not like, hey, here's a warning, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's a prestigious, very, like, group of people. And if you're going to, you know, do something highly illegal as having sex with a minor and fleeing the country because you know you'll get prosecuted and go to prison, um, yeah, no, you should be fucking kicked out of that club. Yeah, yeah you know, I think like, so too. I think that's fair. And... It's such an odd time to choose it now. Like, I I, I, I don't understand why he's choosing it. Because I don't know exactly, like, the timeline on, on all of it. But I'm sure he's been kicked out for a long, a, a while, I would assume. Uh, or was he, it, like, he, a recent got, thing? No, he got kicked out around the time Me Too really started getting into gear. So maybe about a year. A little more than a year. Okay, so with everyone coming forward about their sexual, mm-hmm. um, like, misconducts, like, in the Hollywood... Yeah. Um, in the Hollywood stage, which is very unfortunate for the people who had to go through that. Um, it's just... Wh- like, why try to fight it? Because you know if you step on on U.S. soil, you will be arrested. Yeah, you'll be arrested. It. So why try to fight it knowing that is a dominant U.S.... Like, like I, 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 it just fucking blows my mind. It, no, it, it shocked me that he tried to fight it as well. I, I am very, very confused by that. Like, you know what you did. You know why you fled the country. No one on this side of the world wants to even have, have anything to do with you. And you're going to put in the name like, hey, man, I was kicked out of the academy. What the fuck? It's like... You're not going to get any sympathy, dude. No, like, no, no not at all. Have, no. Times have changed since 2002. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, there were a lot of people defending him in 2002. Really? People stood up and clapped for him when he won his Oscar. Obviously, he wasn't there. Yeah. And, I mean, times have obviously changed now, thank God. But, you know, he, he he's not going to get really any sympathy from anyone, like you said. Kind of off topic, but kind of on the same topic. You know how Quentin Tarantino changes history? Mm-hmm. In Once Upon oh, a Time in Hollywood. I brought up the other day, yeah. I hope... Not I hope, because, you know, I, I don't want viol- I, I don't encourage violence at all. But it would just be, it would add fuel to the fire, you know? That if Roman Polanski dies in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I oh, wonder what that like, would do. You mean like if Charles Manson actually killed him instead of Sharon Tate? Yeah, yeah. That like, would be interesting. I, I wonder if that'd be a statement towards, like, that. Like I said, I don't encourage violence, but it would just be interesting to see how Tarantino, like, plays with history with that. 
is that a storyline that's possible? Is Roman Polanski in that movie? Yeah, no, Ro- Roman Polanski's in the movie, yeah. and because because Charles Manson murdered his wife. Yeah, Sharon in real Tate life was was Roman Polanski's to... wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought she was just some random. Nope. Oh wow. Because they were they planning on killing him anyways, and they just happened. Like I don't know the story of the of the Manson murders. Pretty much, they just wanted to. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure the story is they just wanted to kind of kill something and they went to Roman Polanski's house kind of hoping to just kill someone in there because Sharon Tate was pretty famous too. Yeah. So I think they were just trying to kill famous people and ended up doing that. Okay. Is, is there an actor cast as him or is that one of those things where there, not there is, like there is, him? there is, but I don't know who it is offhand. I don't have it in front of me, but, but, but he, that role has been cast. Now I did find one more news story. Okay. That I have Shoot mixed away. feelings about. And I literally just brought it up because I just remembered it as we were talking. And I want to get your guys' raw, like, feelings on this. Something we've known for a long time, but it was sort of dead in the water until apparently just recently, was that there's going to be an American remake of The Raid. Okay. Which, at first, I, I didn't have really good feelings about, although my feelings towards remakes in general are sort of better now. Because, you know, it kind of got explained to me that, like, you know... If they remake a movie, the original one doesn't disappear, you still have it. And it's like, all right, and sometimes remakes are good. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll get over the feelings of movies being remade. Because I used to get shitty about it when it happened. Sure, they'd try to, like, modernize it or, like, put it towards a region, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, although if you have not seen the original Raid or the Raid 2, please seek them out and watch them. I think the first Raid is on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Or or it used to be. Well, the guy who's in the Raid is in The Night Who Comes... The Night Comes for Us. Yeah, which is very similar to The Raid, you said, right? Because I haven't seen that. Oh, we have to watch that. It's good. Yeah. But uh, my man, Ico, who we're going to talk about later, but he he is... His first name's Ico. Such an awesome actor. Such an awesome stunt performer. But anyway, um, guess who is writing and directing this remake of The Raid? Nick, you want to take a gander at that? It's not Nicolas Cage. I was not going to guess Nicolas Cage. He's not really a director. That you know of. He's directed like one or two things, I think, but I highly doubt he would be taking on the raid sequel. I'm going to take a wild guess here out of left field, Woody Allen. No. Wes Anderson? No. Who? No. This is going to make Ryan really happy. Whom, Steve? Joe Carnahan, director of the 2010 A-Team. No shit! Is going to be remaking the raid. And recently in an interview with Collider, he was asked about it. Okay. And the person playing the role of Ico's character in the American version is going to be Frank Grillo. Name doesn't ring a bell. Crossbones. Okay, okay. And, uh, and the Purge sequels. And he gave a whole statement as like his own synopsis of the movie. And it's pretty long and I'm not a good reader, but I'm going to read everything that he said about his remake of The Raid. Okay. Bear with us. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's going to get... Uh, if you ever seen My Cousin Vinny, you might get like that. Today, Junior! Billy Madison. What Joe Carnahan said about the raid. You meet Frank's character having just rotated back from a really, really brutal special forces operation. He's got soft tissue damage in his hands, and his rotator cuff is completely blown out, and they take fluid out of his knees, and the doctors basically tell him, listen, you're at the razor's edge of PTSD, and you need three months of just nothing, some R&R, because you are messed up. And in that space, he gets the message that his brother, who he thought had been dead for four years, is actually alive and working for a very bad guy, and in 18 hours, they're going to kill his brother. These forces are going to descend. Hold on. These forces are going to descend and murder the bad guy and murder the brother. So do you want to get your brother, who you thought was dead, or do you want to jump at that opportunity? So that's where we start the movie. So in a similar way to the original raid, except without like the 
I'm sure in this movie they're going to show the backstory and they're going to show everything happening in the raid. Yeah, the raid just kind of picks up and it's implied that something's happened with him and the brother. But um, I, I if the movie gets made, I hope it's good. I highly doubt it'll be as good as the original raid. We'll see. Or at least I highly doubt the action sequences are going to be as good. I mean, you never know, though. They could blow our minds. Did you watch the raid, Nick? I watched the raid and the raid to Electric Boogaloo. Okay. I, I wish that that was the subtitle. but Was it not? Oh, that, that's, that's pretty cool. good. What's the tag but, okay, so going back to the, the story about the mm-hmm. U.S. remake, mm-hmm. if it gives more character, if it builds more of a character, I'm interested to see like how it's going to turn out because this character sounds like he's going to be fucked up for the movie. It does, but what I'm afraid of is that there, it's going to be very expository heavy in terms okay. of its dialogue. Or what I love about the original raid is obviously the action sequences, but... That movie wasted no time, and it was all visual storytelling. Like, you knew exactly who each character was just by how they physically acted on camera. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love about that film, and hopefully they can reflect that in this new one. And it was relatively low budget, wasn't it? One million dollars. <sighs> boy, oh boy. It, 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 for any filmmaker who thinks they can't make a movie on a budget, watch The Raid and understand that they made it for a million dollars, and you will never make a film ever, because you, you'll never make anything that good. And you know what's funny about it? You haven't seen this film, because I know we talked about it. Mm. But the, uh, not Keith Urban, he's the country singer, uh, Carl Urban. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why I confuse them two. Carl Urban, the Judge Dredd movie, yeah. it pulls a lot from the Raid movie. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And Judge Dredd, I don't know the budget offhand, but I'm mm-hmm. going to say it's a lot, like they spent a lot more on the production budget yeah. than the Raid, mm-hmm. but the Raid has much better action. Yeah, yeah. And it's insane how they were able to pull it off with yeah. so like little money. No, it's it, it's crazy. It's yeah. an insane movie. I highly recommend everyone watch the Raid. It's an Indonesian film. Yeah. Um. All right. Now we're gonna talk about one more thing before we go. Okay. Well, unless Nick has a topic that he wants to bring to light, Nick, do you have anything you want to bring to light? No. Nick Cage is the greatest actor of all time. Like you don't want to. It's, not, just a, it's not a topic for debate. <laughs> Cold hard facts. Big facts. Anyway, watch Mandy. Um, we had gotten two passes to see the movie Stuber two and a half months early, but only I went because Ryan's a bitch. Uh, false. I had prearranged plans. Stuber um stars Camille Nanjiani and Dave Bautista, and it is a sort of buddy cop comedy about an Uber driver played by Camille Nanjiani who picks up Dave Bautista, and Dave Bautista is hunting down a killer played by Ico. From The Raid, who I did not know was in this film. And The Raid 2, Bernadal. Thank you. And, or The um, Raid 2, as the English title is. And anyway, and he takes this Uber driver along with him who has no idea what he's in for. And it's pretty much just about their, you know, battles back and forth, whether it's physical or verbal. And it's, actually, and it's a really, really fun comedy. I'm not going to lie. When I came out of it, I said it was my second favorite of the year, but I thought about it, and I thought Shazam a little bit more. So, so far, it's my third favorite movie of the year. And it was, dude, it was fucking hysterical. I laughed several times throughout the film, and um, I thought that the story was good. There, there's some cheesiness to it in terms of, like, the way it uses modern technology, because I was worried, like, with its use of Uber and things, that it was going to really date itself. But it actually does a really good job of taking a modern concept and making it timeless, which is not a very easy thing to do. And I think story-wise, it worked whenever they threw, like, a curveball into the story. Like, it didn't seem completely disproportional. And they did a good job suspending your disbelief throughout the film so that they could get more ridiculous as it went on. And it didn't, like, 
shock you or anything. Wasn't too excessive. Yeah, and the, what really works in the movie for the most is Camille Nanjiani and Dave Bautista's chemistry. Really? Yeah, they are hysterical together. And there's something the trailers don't tell you about the movie, so I won't tell you if you don't want to know. I, but uh, something's going on with Dave Bautista's character that if you rewatch the trailers after the fact, it's obvious. But there's a reason why he needs his help. And when you figure that, oh my god, this is going to go on throughout the whole movie, it's like a running joke, and it's absolutely hilarious. And um, also, the writing was really good, not just the joke dialogue, but just overall, the characters. You actually care about their personal motivations and their motivations that drive the story forward. And it was a really well-done comedy, and you haven't even seen it, but you brought up a good point. It's like this year's Game Night. It's very much so, because I thought the trailers were okay, but like Game Night, it's a really fun, character-driven comedy that is absolutely ridiculous but still believable enough to where you can have a really good time i have a question yes did they explain the name because the name doesn't make sense to me stupor obviously like uber is the, the they uber do part of they, that they, they, stupid. Is, they do explain it and it's actually not stupid within the context of the movie honestly because i i thought it was stupid and uber put together stupid stupor no no, no. Like, well his name is stoop oh, okay and he's an uber driver ah Ha. <laughs> but but in the movie, like it, it's it's more like a nickname he gets or something. Yes. Okay. And um, that makes sense. Yeah, and it, and it's actually pretty funny how it's used. And don't worry, they don't call him Stuart throughout the whole thing. That would have been annoying. But um, but yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I the critical reception. I think it's gonna be not fifty fifty. I think it's gonna be positive, but I think it's gonna lean positive. I think there's gonna be people who dislike the movie for reasons like Dave Bautista's acting is still hit or miss. There are times where he's really good and there are times where he's the wrestler. And I think that um, mostly um, people might have a problem with the craziness that the movie reaches, although it worked for me. But I can see it bothering some other people. So overall, I think this is a prediction. I could be completely wrong about this, but I think overall, critically, it'll lean positive. And um, I hope it does because I really enjoyed the film. And I already looked at some reviews that are out for it and both Variety and Hollywood Reporter liked it. So hopefully that trend can continue forward because I think it's a really good film. So I kind of have like a two-parter question for you. Yes. So since they released it almost two and a half months early, Mm -hmm. do you think that's a good move that they did or a negative move? And do you think if if they get a lot of positive feedback, do you think they'll move up the date? They because he does, Dave Bautista does have two different movies, this included, coming out soon. They won't move up the date because okay. that July twelfth date is stamped. Like they're they're not going anywhere. It's a good date. But th- I think it's a good move, partially because this shows when you show your movie two months early that the studio has great faith and confidence that the movie's good, and which is just a good sign to critics. It's a good sign to audience. Like oh wow, they're showing it this early. Um, another thing is that they also showed it at, at I think South by Southwest. There's a film festival recently where they showed it. I don't. It might have been South by Southwest, but I'm not sure. Hosted by the airlines. No, oh. not true. But that was very funny. I like that joke, Nicholas. That's good. You can use it. Thank you. But um, I also have one about cans. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the film festival, Ryan. <laughs> so do you think this movie would have worked without Dave Bautista or do you think like it, it is perfect for him even though you said his acting is like hit or miss right now I mean I think both roles could have been replaced okay but 
there are you can tell there's like probably improv- improvisational scenes that only could have been done between the two, but I I'm I love that those two were casted. I think they worked well together, and I think that the movie part of the reason why the movie works so well is because of them. The film is coming out in mid July, and I think depending on how it does financially is if we're gonna see Camille and Dave Bautista work together again. And I think part of the reason they're showing it early is because it is in the middle of the summer and it could get buried and they're trying to prevent that from happening. And I really hope that it doesn't get buried because I think it's a really good film and I highly recommend both of you see it and I will see it with you when it comes out. Do you think they're going to have more screenings because it is two and a half months out early? Maybe sparingly. Okay. I I don't know. Just just because I feel like with them putting out the first screenings two and a half months early that it's just going to, like, you watched it, Mm -hmm. you're excited for it, but then you're just going to kind of forget about it unless there's more screenings or there's more press around it yeah but you got you you, uh, you got to be a little bit careful because if you just do early screenings early screenings early screenings and no you're one's gonna, gonna make no money no one's gonna pay to go see it yeah and so i think they might do one more about a week out i, I mean i th- i don't know what they're gonna do but that's what i would do i would do one more like a week away to rebuild that momentum and then do it just curious do you know what studios behind it Oh, I don't remember. Okay, I mean, it's not like a major studio. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, I think it is. It is, and and seems like that would be a Sony movie for whatever reason. I don't know. Here, I'll I'll look I'm it up. Probably What you uh, guys want to discuss? Well, the only issue I could see it facing is you said it comes out July twelfth. Yes. That is a week after Spider Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And, and I think again, that's I, why they're trying. to And do I don't this. think that it will do bad because of that. But I feel like a. The number one spot is still going to be in a lock for, you know, its second weekend. I don't see it. T- unless, like, If it's review- a real movie. If it's a real movie and if early reviews for Spider-Man Far From Home are positive. But even if, they- like, worst case scenario, if it's rotten, I still don't think it could get topped. It was 20th Century Fox. Oh, I was okay. close. So, Disney movie. Yep. Classic Disney movie. <laughs> Love a Disney comedy. Check it out on Disney+. Plus. Oh, Jesus. Fucking- Would that qualify? Way to fucking name drop that. They're probably going on Hulu, probably. Once Maybe. It comes out. Yeah. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows how any of that happens? But um. But yeah. Um. I think that uh the reason they are doing this is so that they can try and get ahead of the game and make some money. I thought of another story actually because last episode we were talking about having Nick or Anthony on the show with mm. Space Jam Two coming out in the whole marketing ah, thing. Yeah. Like, do you want to go ahead and bring that up and ask Nick the question because yes. Nick's kind of like in that market. All right, Nick. So, I don't know if you heard about this story, but Space Jam 2 is happening, obviously, with LeBron James. We know this. And, oddly enough, Ryan Coogler is doing a complete rewrite of the script. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. That piqued my interest more. Not a LeBron guy. But, but Ryan Coogler but, guy. But here's what's funny. The studio is having a really hard time getting other NBA stars in the movie. Would you like to know why? Why? The main sponsor of the film is Nike. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of NBA players who have shoe sponsorships and are contractually obliged to not appear in anything sponsored by a rival shoe company. (laughs) So a lot of NBA players cannot physically be in the movie because it's being sponsored by Nike. So I want to know in terms of the market and in terms of how advertising and things like that can work, is there a compromise to this other than finding random players? Because you have to get star. You have to get star NBA players to be in the film. But a lot of major players can't be in the film because they're with Adidas or whatever. Just what are your thoughts on that overall? And do you think, does it start at the level of getting rid of Nike, like getting rid of Nike as the sponsor, if that's even possible? I don't even know if it's possible. Or 
do is there a way that they try to work out a deal with the other sponsored companies i mean i can't really because i don't really know a lot about that kind of marketing and advertising but yeah. i would say you know depending on how much nike has put into the movie yeah. that would be a, a thought to consider as well as you know you could start looking at options like um you know working a deal out kind of like how marvel and sony did with spider-man where yeah. they're you know i don't know what's another air jordan i guess would be mm-hmm. another you know they speak yeah. to these people who are sponsored by air jordan and be like all right yeah they'll do the movie but yeah i get it that's sponsored by nike but they're gonna be wearing air jordan shoes yeah or we and get, we get be, some yeah yeah or there's going to be some sort of, you know, because I mean, even if there's an arena full and it's sponsored by Nike, all the ads can't just be Nike that are yeah. showed up in the arena mm-hmm. scenes, you know, so maybe you work out something there. Or, you know, what I would almost do is I get that it's got to be in the vein of Space Jam and do that. But why not go back a little bit and go off people's uh, nostalgia on these sort of things? Yeah, bring you know? back some of the older players. Older that, players that, that don't have idea. that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know Larry Bird and Michael Jordan were obviously the original stars, but yeah. I feel like you need Charles Michael Barkley Jordan. Charles Barkley and, yeah. Get, they were all in that one, too. Mm-hmm. But even, you know, Dwayne Wade's retired Yeah. recently. True. I don't know what his contract looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, look at... Yeah, I guess just find those and then just look for those players that really worked in that medium of... Well, they don't have the sponsorship, but they're still recognizable Yeah. to some degree, but... Mm-hmm. So do you think that's the most realistic option is like if Adidas were to be like, hey, like, I'll 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 let some of my players be in, but they have to wear Adidas shoes. Like, do you because I, I, that would obviously lower the budget of the movie or like Nike wouldn't have to pay as much because like Adidas would also be chipping in. But do you think that's like the most reasonable thing is like Adidas coming in and being I mean, like, then hey, it's an, then it's an issue of really what are the stipulations within their contracts? Yeah. Because, yes, they can't appear. They have a sponsorship with Adidas, let's say. And they can't do anything related to Nike. But in that contract, does that specify? Do they only cannot wear anything Nike, or is it just Nike mm-hmm. shoes? Because then they could be wearing... No, no, they're saying their, they can't even appear in the film. Because of that. Because Nike Oh, not them. even just because of the yeah. sponsorship. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, but that's why, like, if... You gotta toss because, your money because, around them. Because to them, it constitutes to them as an ad. It's kind of like if someone was sponsored by Adidas, they can't be in a Nike commercial. Okay. It's like the same concept. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're, I, what I could see happening is kind of like a Sony Marvel type thing. Where yeah. Where it's just like... And, and speaking of... This is random again, but speaking of the Sony Marvel thing, have you looked into that deal? No. It's really fascinating. Like specific or... Yeah. Like, really? like, like I, I don't know everything, obviously, but some stuff leaked out with the email thing that happened and some of it's just like looking into it more. Yeah. Apparently, every time Spider-Man is in an Avengers movie, Marvel gets all of the money. Okay. But that means Sony always gets access to at least one Marvel character in their movie, other than Spider-Man. This is why you get Fury and... Far um, From Home. Yeah. And, and Murray Tony. Hill, technically. Yeah, but, but, and Tony Stark. P- pretty much. And Sony has control over the, all the characters that Marvel can use. Which is why you don't see a lot of Spider-Man characters in the Avengers films, just in his Spider-Man movie. Like, the Marvel has to get permission, like, hey, can we use Green Goblin? I mean, they got Ned in Infinity War. Yeah, so but, that you know, kind of... but, but it's Ned, you know? But, like... But still, Sony wants to play that game. Yeah, yeah, that's, for sure, know. for sure. But, like, for example, you're not going to see a Spider-Man villain go up against a hero that's not Spider-Man. Okay. Like, you won't see it happen. Yeah, which is actually probably why you didn't really even have it. You know, Vulture's whole arc in Homecoming was anti-Tony Stark, yet he didn't yeah. have a scene with him. Yeah. 
and also um but, but that was also in Sony's movie so they could do it there but like yeah. but like you're not going to see Vulture show up in a yeah. Marvel film um, not, not without we, Spider-Man yeah or yeah or not without not even not even yeah like that deal only is to use Spider-Man yeah so can they not even like reference him like let's no, they, and, they and, can okay so they can reference him and like let's say like a news casting happens and they can put Michael Keaton's Vulture in yeah. it but he Michael Keaton as Vulture cannot appear in character. It's not that he can't appear. It's just that the deal is listed as only Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. And but like if they wanted to get Michael Keaton, they'd have to We're do a new contract. Yeah. Okay. And, and now I think that the contract's been renewed already. They haven't said it, but that's a, they, that's months later they actually announce it. And who knows what's part of the new contract? The fucking Marvel own but, everything. No. But but interestingly enough, in the old contract, Sony agreed to not have another live-action Spider-Man going on at the same time. Really? That's smart by them, which is why Spider-Verse came out. Yeah, and why Spider-Man was not in Venom. Yes. And, and, and but now that could be new, different with yeah. the, whatever contract they're going to do now. But, but another thing I thought was interesting, in Sony's movie, Sony hired Marvel to produce the movie, do all of the physical work. In and, Homecoming. Yes, and Far From Home. And Far From Home. But the, how the box office works is all the production budget money goes back to Marvel. All the, the production budget. But all the profits past that go to Sony. So Marvel does everything to them. And they get their money back. That's it. And that's it. And the rest of it goes to really? Sony. Mm-hmm. So that's why they try to make it as best as they can. Yeah. That way they can they know for sure they're getting their money back. Yes. And not, not only that, but Sony also has to understand that, hey... We're not doing as well as we did with Amazing Spider-Man 2, which still made $700 million worldwide. I love those movies. Oh, God. Which still made $700 million worldwide. But then Homecoming made $890? It got very close. Yeah. Yeah. Almost $900 million. Maybe $850. Something like that. And even with a budget of $100 million, they still made more than they did off Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Especially with how much marketing they spent on Amazing Spider-Man 2. And so I think that that's actually a pretty good deal that they worked out. I mean, good deal for Sony. Marvel just gets to play. No, with no, Spider-Man. yeah, but but now you know Civil War. But I guess yeah, because he's in there, they get that money back. And vroom, like like I mean, Civil War was gonna make money, but you put Spider Man in that movie, vroom, makes yeah. more money. As far as like Tom Holland's Spider Man goes, didn't the old contract say that he was only gonna be in like three Marvel movies or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the, the old contract was he was contracted for six films. Six no, films. no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, five films. Okay, which was no, 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 no. I'm gonna redo it. He was contracted for six films. Which was? Three Marvel films, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Okay. Allegedly. And three Sony films. Homecoming. Homecoming, Far From Home, and one more. But. Home Sweet Home. <laughs> I hope Molly so. Cruz is the greatest band of all time. But. Sweet Home. Molly Marvel's Cruz. deal with Sony was only for five. Sorry, say the last part one more time. But Marvel's deal, that was Tom Holland's deal with the companies. Okay. Marvel's deal was five films. So, Sony, after Far From Home, is not contractually obliged to put Spider-Man in another Marvel movie. Per the old contract. Per the old contract. And we don't know if it's been, I think it has been renewed, because Amy Pascal even was like, no, we really want to renew it, because she leaks a bunch. But... If they wanted to, for example, they still had Tom Holland for a movie, but it didn't have to be a Marvel movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but now with the 
with the presumptuous assumed new contract, that's going to be different. But I think what Sony was doing was keeping a safe keep on hold for that to happen. You know what I mean? Was keeping like was keeping a safe thing for that to happen. Okay. Like in case like hey we need Tom Holland like if Venom failed, and they had a sequel in production like hey throw Tom Holland in that so that it makes money. Like I think that's what they were kind of doing that for. But um, but now obviously since both are successful and they don't need Spider-Man in their universe, and maybe they even went to Marvel in the new contract and said hey we want to put Spider-Man in our Craven movie but we don't want it we want you guys to have Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And maybe Marvel's like okay but we get Doctor Octopus or something you know yeah who, something like, we can have knows? Miles will take yeah yeah or like who knows what the new contract's going to be but I'm interested if we ever find out the details of the updated one but I just thought I'd bring that up because I thought that was really interesting yeah no um very interesting uh, whenever like you said hopefully this has like happened so that way soon mm-hmm. we get like the details of it yeah um. But, I mean, this podcast has been going on for a while, so I, th- I think we should just, like, give out, like, any final thoughts mm-hmm. about, like, anything that we've talked about today. So. Anything? A- any final thoughts? Any final, a- anything you want to talk about? Go see Stuber in theaters July 12th. Go see Avengers Endgame April 25th. Go see Spider-Man Far From Home July 2nd. Yeah, they moved up move three up. days. Yes, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysteria. If that's a real movie. Final thoughts. If it's a real movie. Um. Yeah, no. Next time you guys see us, we'll give our uh, spoiler-free Endgame. review of Endgame because oh it comes God. out in two days. <laughs> Thursday night, we're seeing it. Premiere <laughs> night. You're right. So are you going to be here next? Uh, or should we expect a guest appearance from Sir Nicholas Iricchio? Yo, let's try to get Kyler on. Yeah, too. the scheduling. Website. Oh yeah, yeah Kyler. Yeah, 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 for let's sure. Try, let's try to get Kyler on. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, work hopefully out. Hopefully not filming it right after because that'll be like three a.m. Yeah, yeah. Are you weak? I work the next day. So do I. Yeah. Sorry, big boy jobs. So, Dalton, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I think we did a great job today, guys. High, five all, high fives all around. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have today for the episode of the Movie Nights podcast. And uh, what's so funny? It was just so Hello, fluid. everyone. Welcome to another episode of the New Movie Nights podcast. <laughs> no, it was just so fluid how he did the high fives. He high fived you, and then I was waiting for him to high five me. But he high fived himself. Naturally, because I'm next then in line. to me. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Have you never heard of Sir Henry Ford and how he worked the assembly line? That's basically me. I'm the new Henry Ford.